Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. And since 2016, Monica Shimonik has been coaching moms and dads as they navigate through the treacherous waters of the family law racket. Aside from workshops, which helps with specific problems, her 12-week signature course, The Best Interest of the Parent, uses a four-quadrant model to create a robust healing and empowerment system so that you control the narrative in your life, not the state. Use coupon code SLAMTHEGAVEL to get 10% off the course, and you can find this in the podcast notes. I've got a really awesome guest on. Her name is Samantha Baldwin. She is from Manchester, UK. She's campaigning to expose the family court since losing custody of her sons to their abuser and being accused of his crime, which was drugging her sons. It is a criminal enterprise and her job is to expose it. She hopes to make changes to the system one day and will fight until her sons are home safe with her. And she has been vindicated, which is so important. She has also written the book, Everything is Going to Be Okay, which is available on Amazon and Kindle, and it had to be fictionalized for legal reasons. She hopes this book will help many children and their safe parents. So I welcome you, Samantha Baldwin from Manchester, UK. How are you doing this afternoon for you? (laughs) Yes, 2 p.m. Yes, thank you. I'm I'm well, thank you, Marion. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So you have a lot to tell us about your book. How long did it take to write this? Um, it probably took about a year, actually, which is pretty fast going, given the fact that I've, I've not written a book before, but I, I knew I had to do it. Um, so I literally put every minute of every day in, into the book um, <laughs> and spent just, you know, it, it was very difficult to write, as you can imagine, just revisiting those um, very dark and painful uh, excruciating time so it, it was um difficult yeah mm-hmm. very difficult but i knew it had to be done and i'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. i'm glad that the book's been released and it's out there i just wanted to say in your introduction uh, marianne I, um I, I will won't stop until i'm vindicated so i haven't been vindicated yet mm-hmm. um so in the court's eyes and you know with the family court i've still got findings against me that are false um, with the you know with the drugging of my children mm. and emotional harm of my children etc it's entirely false so I, I won't stop until you know until I'm vindicated but um, more importantly you know until my my sons are, are home and, and safe with me um, so I just thought I'd say that mm-hmm. but oh that's yes. okay now, do you have yeah. a bear do you have a barrister working with you on that um not right now no um I am pushing um I, I am literally trying everything, but I have I've literally, you know, gone through appeal process and had every door closed in, in my face up to now. And currently I've been banned. I've had a section, what's called a section 914 order placed against me, which is what they call it here in the UK, and banned me from making any applications to court for four, four years. So I'm, I'm trying to fight that. Um, but it comes with you know different roadblocks in the way such as trying to get legal aid um because I, I lost every penny through the family court um so it, it's it's a it's like walking uphill and then taking a few steps back but you know i will carry on pushing until until i get there yeah i just think that is so wrong it's a 91-4 order you know where do they get off telling a parent that they can't come back and try to vindicate themselves yeah, absolutely. I mean, right. And if you, if you have a parent coming back and coming back, that must tell them something that 
you want to clear your name, you think they yeah. say, well, this person keeps coming back and coming back. Maybe we should listen. And you're trying to, you know, like I've, I've got solid scientific evidence that actually disproves that it was me who drugged my sons and my mother because the judge dragged us both into the findings, said it was either, either or both, can't make his mind up. Um, so I've got two past polygraph tests, lie detector tests done by my mother and I, which we immediately took. Um, I've also got very solid scientific evidence that disproves the timing of the drugging, as in the judge's findings. Because um, the, the hair samples show categorically that my sons were drugged as far back as the hair samples was a, would allow. So the hair is like a calendar, average hair growing one centimetre a month. So if you've got a six centimetre hair sample, then that person has been taken or has been drugged, if it's a child, obviously, um, has been drugged for that length of time. The judge put it down to a particular month of which I know they weren't drugged, December 2014 because they were in my safe care, because they'd lasted, well, they could have been drugged on the 1st of December, that's when he last saw them, but the rest of, of December, it's an impossibility, and he's putting it down to just a few weeks, when in fact, how does that explain drugs all the way to the tips of the hair in both my sons? So I've got expert evidence that says that is, you know, much more likely to happen, um, mm -hmm. but it's just all ignored. They, they literally, you'll know yourself, they, they choose what evidence to ignore and what evidence to make, to give weight to or to, um, you know, just to pluck out of thin air, basically. Yeah. Is this all in your book too? Some oh, yeah, well, yeah, the, the book travels, it, it goes up until, yeah, well, yeah, it is. Extracts of the reports are in there, the drug analysis reports. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've had to fictionalise names, etc., just to keep identities um, hidden. But, but yeah, essentially, all the facts are in there, up until the boys were removed from my care. So much has happened since then, but I knew I had to cut it off then. Things can become a bit more... Um, I don't know whether I'll, I'll ever write about this time, but it's not... Again, it would have been very emotionally draining to, to kind of extend it beyond that. Mm -hmm. maybe that's for another day plus it might be treading on um i don't know with precarious grounds in relation to the legal side mm -hmm. of things um mm -hmm. so yeah I, I just thought i know some people have said oh it ends quite abruptly at that point but I, I just knew it had to it had to end there the main thing was to expose what's happened to my sons and from the the family court removing my custody from there and and switching uh, using DAVO, defend, um, deny, accuse, reverse victim and offender. That is exactly what happened to me. They criminalised they criminalized me. You know, and then to get, so the family court, obviously, as you know, works on a balance of probability. And then to get the police involved to uphold their orders and, be, and make them criminally bound makes, turns so many innocent parents into criminals. Mm -hmm. You know, through potentially through through breaking orders that have been illegally made in the first place upon no evidence mm -hmm. and we have to explain to people that this can happen to anybody oh yes it really can no one is safe you know if you if you marry the wrong person you are you, you're just not safe from from these from the grips of these or even you know going into care proceedings as a couple you're not safe you know Think the, I'm talking about private law proceedings. That's how I lost my children. 
but also in public law, you know, where the social services get involved and remove them from a safe couple. You know, nobody's, nobody's safe from this criminal enterprise. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they're all making money off of our suffering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. You know, not only are the, the parents suffering when their kids are taken away, but those kids are going through absolute hell. It is. It's hell on earth. And they haven't got a voice, have they? So we, no. have, to, we have to speak up and be their voice. Um, yes. You, you wouldn't know. Like I, at the time, I went in blindly. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done my research. I'd heard about one case, Victoria Haig, over here in the UK. And I just thought, so it was it's a paedophile father. And she got her daughter taken off her and you know she got accused of emotional harm um that that was a few years ago but and and they accused parental alienation when in fact actually that happens to us safe parents after Mm -hmm. the children you know the the offender uses that on them Mm -hmm. so i'd only heard about vicky haig and i just thought i felt sick to the stomach hearing a story this was just after my son's disclosed but but before a couple of years before the family court removed my custody so i felt sick and i just thought well that must have been a particularly bad judge um you know that that must be a really rare case but i had no idea what i was getting myself into Mm -hmm. um and wished i would have you know done a bit more research joined a few more groups not be so not place my trust in the system Mm-hmm. But we are brought up to trust the system, though, aren't we? We kind of brainwash into it from a young age to trust mm-hmm. the police, to trust judges. Oh, they're these upholding members of society who hate paedophiles and they hate other child abusers and this, that and the other. And we, we can trust these people. They've got our back. But no, they're criminals. Mm-hmm. Criminal suits. So you had custody of your kids and then he made these accusations on you. And then he also put parental alienation on you as well. Well, it started off with my eldest son disclosing. So of course, once he disclosed, I believed him immediately. It wasn't like, no, that can't be true. It just made sense, the behaviors and everything, the emotional, the not wanting to go with him. We'd been split split up three and a half years at that point. So I went to the police, just assuming that we're going to get him, you know, he's going to be he's going to be punished for what he's done. He's going to be kept away from my children. I quickly mm. saw that the police were doing nothing. Mm. And then we found out it wasn't just him. It was a paedophile ring because my sons are naming other people and going into detail. And I just thought, this is, this is hell. My children, no, actually what my children have been through is hell. But this is just, we can't stay living in this area. So we literally abandoned our houses and just, up and left, thinking that that could keep them safe, naively, thinking that that could keep them safe moving a hundred miles away. And, um, and then, so after he was released from his bail terms, the father, he then applied to family court and then turned it around and said, he made an application that I'd emotionally harm the children. So that's how it started. And then I can't remember when parental alienation was brought up, but I'd not heard about that. I didn't know what it meant um and and that they just use it falsely just to to snatch children um i know there are real cases of it whatever you want to call it i know mike volpe just says they shouldn't call it that they should just say bad behavior if you turn a parent if you turn a child against a parent for no good reason it's just bad behavior whatever you want to call it but they use it falsely and then we end up being the ones who have the real parental alienation happening to us if you want to call it that 
So that wasn't a term I'd had, you know, I knew about, but I still had faith in the system, mm-hmm. not thinking that the judge was plotting to then um, accuse me of the drugging. I didn't know that that's what he was plotting, but mm-hmm. I, I think he was plotting that from as soon as I submitted the results into court. Um, I think, yeah, knowing now, knowing now what I know about Judge, judge Lee, you know, anything's possible. He's a very um, unscrupulous man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they, for the most part, I think all of them are. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I personally think family court should just be abolished and yes. do something different. <laughs> Absolutely. Ins- get, them, get them bulldozed. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and they're horrible, vile people who work for them as well, who just want to line the pockets with plenty of money. Because what, what's happened to you is a very similar uh, situation that's happening to a lot of women. Yeah. And um, you know, the thing is that these abusive men have used parental alienation and manipulated and twisted its meaning, and the courts are not addressing this issue. And when a parent impresses their views and emotions onto a kiddo, which leads the, the kiddo to reject the safe, targeted parent, then that is yeah. A- alienation. Yeah, so, absolutely. Unfortunately, alienation exists, but it's being twisted to their own narrative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of us moms are suffering from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's hideous. Mm -hmm. And and there are good dads out there too. I don't want to leave them out because there are, there's a lot of good people out there that are suffering from this. Yeah, there are. Absolutely. And those ones stand out a mile. You know, the parents who, who have been treated, you know, the, the fathers who, you know, you, you can tell them a mile and then the ones who are abusive to us, um, you, can, you can see they've got ulterior, ulterior motives. And then, you know, you can see who they're following on, on Twitter as well, like my ex um, and some of the other paedophiles in that paedophile ring that mm-hmm. particularly vile, vile and harass victims of abuse. Mm-hmm. They just yeah, show themselves very quickly on, on Twitter, I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is also a good platform <laughs> to air your views. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just disheartening because this is not stopping. And these judges, either they're too old, they don't understand, and they don't care. And or hopefully, you know, as these judges or these, well, we have attorneys that turn into judges. <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but it does. And hopefully they will get better formal training on recognizing these personality disorders that are yeah. coming to the court. Yeah. And, obvi- and obviously they've been trained into being very suspicious of any, any parent who brings abuse claims against the other parent. It's almost like done deal. No, we're going to look at you. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like that. That is the immediate opinion. And I think some of them are probably child abusers themselves, to put it bluntly, and they're just protecting their own. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, it, it's a never-ending thing when you're hauled into court all the time. I don't know if this happened to you, but then you are called the vexatious, litigious litigant. Yeah, <laughs> they, absolutely. They, they turn it on you. And I don't know if you had gone through a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, well, since the judge made his findings, it was almost like um, we t- it turned into the, 
the story the empress new clothes mm. so if i said anything other than oh that guy that oh i've got it wrong oh mummy's confused you know that was the narrative then I've got the wrong idea she's got a false belief system she put a sinister interpretation on what the boys were trying to tell me mm. and then i've got a um bitch a little social worker product you know like just like you know, admit, admit you've caused emotional harm. Can you admit you've caused emotional harm? No, I can't admit that because I didn't cause my boys any emotional harm. I tried to protect them from an absolute evil monster. These people are just, I'm getting worked up now just thinking I'm about I'm so this. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> They're just so cruel. They're so mm -hmm. cruel. If you can see, you know, parent who's suffering, who's, you know, a, a lost of their own. So they don't even know how to even talk to your kids or relate to no. you as a family. No, you wouldn't even leave them to look after your pet mouse, would you? Some of these no. people. You Not wouldn't at let all. them hear you otherwise, and they, they're acting like they know everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same with the, the, court, the family court-appointed psychologists as well. They're mm -hmm. paid an absolute arm and leg, absolute thousands of pounds, just to um, make a report based on the judge's findings. Well, if they're false, how on earth is a psychological report going to be um, realistic and, and correct? No one here. Mm -hmm. Well, this is like the witch trials. They just believe everything they hear and they're going off of what, even, even what a child was coached to say. Yes. And it's really not the, f the fault of the child that's being coached because they have to go back and live with that parent that's emotionally abusive, yeah. that's telling them what to tell the judge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if these judges, well, you know, they should be saying to the, the child, who drove you here and what did they tell you to tell me? Yeah, exactly. Well, I did, my children didn't beat the judge, you know, mm. um, not, I don't think he, that would have made any difference to him. The man had already decided he was, he, um, he likes paedophiles, Judge Lee. I have evidence of that. He, he, uh, he, um, I've, I've got evidence of him being friendly with a now convicted paedophile in the Nottinghamshire area called Andrews Loggins, who is now serving a 20 year sentence. He was on friendly terms with this man. He, he sponsored him on a fun run. So these are the people that um, Judge Lee is friendly with. So it says a lot about, about him. Mm -hmm. But he does, this, he does similar to other parents as well. I know of another case. So, um, she hasn't been speaking out, so keep this anonymously, obviously, but um, it was a very similar case to me. He has a, he has a very, he thinks very low of women who try to protect their, their children he has a disdain for confident women who who are protective and who, who can see through his um hedonistic lifestyle mm -hmm. i won't go into too much detail but i've had another whistleblower come forward that i've spoke about in another interview who had some um information about judge lee on a, on a personal basis as well and and this person saw evidence of him encouraging a friend of his to commit perjury in a civil case so there you go right and these caseworkers also have no problem perjuring themselves on the stand they have no yeah. problem and then you know i was told that the judge will just go off what was told to them by this cps caseworker you know just be prepared another nurse had told me that and i thought oh they can't think for themselves i really <laughs> 
And again, like you said, we're all naive. We go in there blindly thinking they're going to do the right thing. Yeah, you do. You just think they are. You just assume they are. Um, but in, in actual fact, you, you, your children then become, are then, you know, in extreme danger of something mm -hmm. terrible happening. You know, you've got like, obviously you've got little Tommy Balva. Mm -hmm. um, just heartbreaking case, absolutely heartbreaking. The amount of evidence um, that was against his father was astronomical, mm -hmm. unbelievable. And that even the school had even made several, several reports to the CPS mm -hmm. over there and they were completely ignored, completely. Mm -hmm. And then as it transpires further down the line, it took a little boy to be murdered by his father to then get the boy, the other boys back to the mum. And they started to disclose um, satanic ritual abuse uh, through the therapist as they um, were in the, back in the mother's care, away from the father, he's obviously in prison, as is his girlfriend. And they started to dis make disclosures of um, ritual abuse. So, um, and obviously um, the police have, didn't investigate the, the cameras that they had up there, which goodness knows who, who they're trying to protect there because there was many other perpetrators involved. And it just makes you wonder how high up these people were. Mm -hmm. And the father, he had massive deposits into his bank account of over $100,000 each month. Yeah, that, that whole case was heartbreaking. And it just, I know it shook our nation to yeah. hear what that child went through. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and then there's a case of um, Kara Witowski. Mm -hmm. And he's still, he's still got shared custody with a daughter. Now, I thought I had saw that he was, well, what, was, was he in prison, but then out on bail? I, I can't, I've been trying to follow this. Yeah, no, he's, he's been arrested, but then released. But yes. um, there's evidence of rape with this precious little toddler. Um, mm -hmm. There's clear evidence and they, they tried to cover it up. And mm -hmm. um, their mum, bless her, she's, she's only young. She's fighting it with every, everything that she's got. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her daughter's in danger because this man is, um, she's having to share custody. This man is still, he's got his freedom and he's looking after He's a narrow threat to her daughter and other children. Mm -hmm. Got so much evidence. It's just um, unbelievable almost how this can happen. You just think how many children have to die. So many have, have been murdered with a family court. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think they're, they're bothered at all. It's like when will what will it take for changes to make to be made to this child trafficking system? Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. It is a child trafficking system. It's <sighs> I have no words, you know, between the foster care system, children just being taken away and saying, here's a garbage bag, put all your clothes in there and when we're going. Yeah. The abuse and the harm that they cause to our children. And then they have the audacity to turn around and call us the child abusers when in fact we've done nothing but tried to protect them. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's, it's happening to so many of us. Um, it, it's, yeah, and I just don't know what, what can be done other than people like us exposing it, you know, and trying to get our word, you know, the word out on our platforms and mm -hmm. um, because the mainstream just don't seem to be touching it. I mean, I know 
it's, it's even worse in England. You know, it's still it's just as bad in both countries, but it's even worse in the secrecy laws that we have. Mm-hmm. They're, they're even worse than that. There's some secrecy act that came in in the 1960s. Um, you know, that there's the press over here have got a gagging order on my case that they can't even, so I can't even get my story out in the mainstream media because they, they've got all these threats and, and this gagging order just that they can't even say my name. Yeah, that, because they're hiding things. They don't want it to get out and they yeah. want to make their money. It's at, at the cost of good families and these children that are being abused and eventually murdered. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's why as soon as I was banned from court, I just thought I, I, I have to use my voice now because they've left me with no other option. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm not going to see my sons for this amount of time, I'm not just going to sit there quietly and wait for something horrific to happen. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, the louder I am, the safer my boys are. Mm-hmm. Now, can I, I ask? Back. I'll, I just know I will get them back. Mm-hmm. And I really want to help others by changing this system. I can't really do much to help others now other than sharing my story and exposing a family court and, and people reading my book and what's happened to me. Um, but ho- hopefully I can help in some way and get laws changed at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when was the last time you saw them? December 2017. That was um, so three years and eight months ago. Um, I was seeing them once a fortnight, supervised by social workers. And then a man known to me for a short time took it upon himself to commit arson to the house that they'd just moved into. The boys had just moved into the house with their father and his girlfriend. It was his girlfriend's house. She's nothing to do with this. They were away on a ski holiday and this man known to me at that time, he's now in prison, but he took it upon himself to commit arson to that house. So for that reason, because I knew this man, this vile family court judge barred me from any contact. No evidence of collusion, nothing, because obviously I would know that that, you know, that's not going to help in any way, shape or form. But yet the family court said that I must have known about his plans. So hmm. again, they just make, make things up, make things up. Right. Evidence. And they assume things and they just... Yeah, you know, I think and, yeah, I think they do that just to get the case over with. Yeah, and they they also yeah, I I think um I mean I knew this this judge, this second, this next judge actually looked like a nasty piece of work. Because mm-hmm. judge didn't particularly now he does look like what he what he because I've seen his behaviour, but he was quite um calm in court and mm-hmm. you know, he didn't shout or anything, whereas this the second judge, this woman, she actually looked like a complete nasty piece of work. And gosh, she did. She certainly lived up to that absolute monster of a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing you kind of, you can go in and assume that female judges will be more favorable, will be maternal, kind of. That's a lot, absolutely no load of nonsense. <laughs> They're not. Right. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I've I've experienced that myself, totally. You can't trust any of them to have good judgment. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And I think this, this balance of probability needs to, needs to stop as well because mm-hmm. it's just enabling them to commit their crimes behind closed doors mm-hmm. because they don't have to prove anything. Right. 
and they're just letting this go. And how how is your mother handling all this? Well, mom, um, her, my mom and my brother-in-law actually were imprisoned for for some time because um, they were. Uh, convicted of perjury because when me and the boys were hiding uh, back in March and April 2017 my family were dragged into court not literally but they were well actually they were they were arrested and then dragged made to appear subpoenaed into family court and the judge shouted at them and said where are they hiding tell us where where they are they said I don't know so later on so he handed it over to the police and then after we were we were found and my boys were stolen by the authorities and all the rest of it and then there was this police investigation going on that found evidence that my mum and my brother-in-law knew where we were so that ended in a trial um and then they were they were both sent to prison so my mum was in prison in her early 60s and um they were given eight month prison sentences served I think nine weeks each and that was from November 2019 to January 2020 so they were both in prison for Christmas my brother-in-law was in prison for his birthday as well so mm. shocking vile system sorry I probably overused the word vile <laughs> oh, no. become... <laughs> we can't say vile enough here really yeah. I mean it's, it's, it's sh- my most used word I think it's shocking. It's vile. It's yeah. it's uh, it's a crazy system that is just abusing good fit parents. It is. It really is. And they want to destroy us. They want to see us uh, probably on the streets with nowhere to live and just you know addicted to whatever alcohol and everything. So I would you know we have to keep ourselves healthy, strong, and you know, and keep going for our children and for other children and say parents and just to prove, you know, where you're not going to get us down. You're not going to, you're not going to win. Right. Yeah. We, we cannot let them win. I know that there have been parents that have committed suicide and, you know, I think we've all been pushed to that brink, that dark edge where we're thinking things, you know, um, because it's so bad and you've got a very vindictive judge and, uh, you have to, I hate to use the word, snap yourself out of it and say, I need to live through this, not only for my children, but to just irritate the ex. Because if you live, you're doing nothing but irritating the ex. Absolutely. And, and that's thrive as well. I know it's, right. it's difficult in our positions, but you've got to really, you know, life is precious, isn't it? And you've got to mm-hmm. really take care of yourself and, and make sure that you're living a life that is... I mean, you know, that you're just trying to do something to make a difference for other people and, and for our children, obviously, first and foremost. And people should you know, not even consider suicide because suicides can run in the family. You know, yeah. it's been proven that, you know, if you do something like that, your child may do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, that is it. It's that desperation and, you know, a generational almost link can sometimes run down the family with, with behaviors so yeah we we have to just literally just be as strong as we can because mm-hmm. you know life is short anyway isn't it and we've right. had these years fly by even though it's been a nightmare i don't know about you but it's, it just seems mm-hmm. to go faster and faster each year and and you know 
time is ticking and we've, we've just got to keep going, keep strong, keep fitting healthy and um, just keep fighting. But also be thriving as well through it. I think it's important to to do that and um, and to not let our emotions get the better of us and to keep on top of it. And I have to detach myself quite a lot just to just to get through certain scenarios. Like if I see children of my boys' age, if I see boys, I just have to just literally just snap myself out of it. Just mm. think of a distraction like, oh, look at that dog over there, or just right. just. Focus, just to switch my focus on an animal or something and and just think no they're not my children it's fine it's going to be okay I'll, I will get my boys back and I, I will you know and, and just turn it into something else um mm -hmm. but yeah it, it's never never take your life because it, it's it's just you, you just think about your children just just think about how they're going to feel and mm -hmm. you know and, and besides you know your life is is precious as well, very precious so i would that's what i would say to any parents who are listening who are feeling desperate um you know and, and you're not alone in this there are lots of us many of us exactly yeah. you know people don't realize how many and you said it how many people are in this we're not alone there's some more people out there that aren't even talking about this and i hope people will listen to this and listen to you when you talk on your platforms yeah. because um people need to know it's okay to talk about it and not to even be ashamed about it in fact you know maybe a good example is i was at a family reunion <laughs> with my husband, my current husband. And someone said, oh, hey, how's your nursing job going at the hospital? And I said, oh no, I, I lost my job due to false allegations. And then my children were illegally taken from me based on those false allegations. And they were totally shocked. And they asked a couple more questions and then they slithered off. <laughs> people, <laughs> people are like shocked. They don't know this stuff goes on. Yeah. but i think we're there to say this is what happened yeah absolutely yeah and i think yeah you you, you can like i just literally used to tell everyone my story and now mm -hmm. I kind of, now i kind of pick and choose because i just think do i want to share with this person is this person uh, do i trust this person from what i've seen you know you, you never know what you can trust anyone but you know mm -hmm. what i i i only share now with with people who i just think um you know, we're going to respond in a certain way, but, mm -hmm. but some people just don't care, or they think, "Oh no, no, it's it's just too far fetched." I, I mm -hmm. don't, you know, they might feel a bit sorry for you, but then just think, "Oh, surely your son's can't have been that badly abused." You know, surely mm -hmm. he can't have done that. The, the, the people, or some people, empathise, but then just just turn away and just think, "I'm glad it's not me." You know. Mm -hmm. uh, But yeah, it's important to talk about it, but also keep ourselves safe in a safe place when we're doing it and only talk to the people we want to, to, to get the message out to, you know, not on a daily basis. You can't tell, you can't be telling everyone your story, can you? Mm -hmm. For me, I, you know, sometimes I could get very upset and other times if I know what I'll be talking about, like if I'm in this interview set up, I can really, it, it's it's absolutely fine and I can usually keep myself in a safe place. I know what I'm doing and I've, I've built up to it but if someone randomly asks oh have you got children who doesn't that that can just throw me mm -hmm. and I might start tearing up and mm -hmm. 
and just think, oh, sorry, something awful has happened and I'm not really, I don't really feel like sharing it now. But um, yeah, you know, it catches you off guard at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, some parents will say, oh, I just have the one you know, or I just don't have any, you know, some parents will just avoid it at all. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could say that because it just, it just feel too, I'd probably end up crying if I said that, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think I could say that, but I understand how people can say that just to mm -hmm. protect themselves from any, any questions and mm -hmm. it's just, there's, there's no set way of dealing with that. Is there really, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't go and socialize now with a, a number of people, unless it's people who are in my close circle. If, if it was others and they would start to talk about the children, I never put myself in that situation that, you know, life has changed. I'm not bothered going out socializing. I'm not, I'm just not interested. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not a complete hermit, but I just, things change, don't they? Mm -hmm. Life changes. Um, and you know, which, which situations to go in and which ones not to, to go in into anymore right and it's also good to be careful who you talk to as you said earlier because uh mm. you know these uh flying monkeys are everywhere mm. <laughs> i have found yeah. so they really are yeah you, you just don't know who to trust i mean people um yeah there are the friends of his that i the mutual friends that i told um immediately after the boys disclosed and they they didn't believe me. They they took his side. These two women, and they will find out one day. But um, you know, it's all very well. They they probably think paedophiles exist, but it can't be a friend of theirs. You know, mm -hmm. who acts like doesn't act like a paedophile because they don't act like paedophiles when they're out and about, do they? <laughs> yeah, people have a lot to learn. They really, uh, you know, it just amazes me that people will just listen to a lie and not investigate the other side of the story absolutely yeah and that is the thing it's that this is the most treacherous thing in these times is deception mm -hmm. and so many are deceived so many are under the spell of deception yeah and they'll just go along with the, the false narrative of what they're being told by this person that is obviously doing all the lying I just, I just can't believe people can't think for themselves. That, that, that just dumbfounds me. I know, I know, exactly. It, it's, um, yeah, and even in the face of evidence, they're just not interested. Mm -mm. Until it happens to them, you know. Oh, until... yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Because and you wouldn't want to wish it on them, would you? Because it involves children, but you almost think, I wish you knew how it felt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just, um, you know, I, I don't know. People have to wake up and realize this is going on. And, you know, and I encourage people to go into family court and sit and watch how, how these people, how these families are being handled and how these children are being handled. Absolutely. Can you do that in the USA? Yes, we, we can have people, unless the judge closes the court. Yeah which i don't know how often that happens you know at least in my case the court doors were always open it's yeah. just i did at that time i didn't know about court watchers but 
you know, grab people that are retired that don't have anything better to do, go into the courtroom and just sit and watch a couple cases every day, take notes. Well, they can't do that in England, unfortunately. But yeah, oh. do that if you're in America, do that. But no, they, they're not allowed to do that in England. They're all closed. Apart from some appeals, all the um, family court hearings are all done completely in secret. And permission has to be even sought even to get a reporter in there. And that is only when it's been when they've been allowed in. And, and that is extremely rare too. See, this this veil of secrecy has to go. This is why they're hiding things. Yeah. You know, and I would like to see video cameras and tamper-proof mics in every courtroom. Absolutely. Fa family court, criminal court, civil court. I, yes. You know, some people want juried family court settings. Um, but that would be like an astronomical amount of court or money that and the thing is what people don't realize that sometimes they have to pay for the juries to sit there really wow yeah like there's and hidden so, costs yeah you don't even think about that do you but yeah um and, and sometimes you could get um group think i think they call it you know where there's in, in a jury so you get a leader so if that leader has a negative opinion of which is not going to help the truth it's on the wrong side then they sometimes can influence the rest of the group um, but yeah, I think it's, it's better than a single judge for sure. But yeah, absolutely. The, the, I mean, I'm with you. I think the whole, the whole court, the whole family court should be completely abolished. Mm -hmm. It's not fit for purpose. Mm -mm. They're abusers. It's simple as that. They're, they're abusers and they, they're creating utter havoc with our families. Right. And I also think we should just abolish the CPS system as well. It, it yeah. didn't, yeah, I, it didn't serve Thomas Felva. No, we didn't. Yeah. You, know, no. you see, and the thing is, and what people don't understand is that they are chasing around false allegations, which happened to you and myself. Yeah. And they'll, they'll put their time and energy into those cases. But when there's a child suffering in a basement or a garage, yeah. they're not going after those cases. No, who, the ones who were losing drastic amounts of weight, like Thomas and, and his brothers were, and, and coming in with urine-soaked clothing. Mm -hmm. They're not doing anything about that. Um, coming in with bruising all over the body, screaming, getting upset about seemingly nothing thing because they're being so severely abused. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, I agree. Social services is not fit for purpose. We do a much better job of taking care of our own children and, you know, um, from a community point of view, you know, like some, I don't know, some, some tribes in, in Africa probably do that, a better job of keeping their children safe than, than we do in so-called westernised countries like ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a sad situation for good fit parents. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone is at a loss on how to fix this or get rid of this. You know, they're more upset over COVID when they really should be more upset over child trafficking. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it just shows the brainwashing of the nation, doesn't it, when that's all they can focus on? Mm hmm Yes. Well, I mean, I'm so glad I had you on and I'd like to have you back on as a return guest. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you for, for having me on, Marion. Yeah, it was very heroic of you to speak out and I hope this encourages other good fit parents, moms and dads to speak out. 
and yeah. and again I encourage others to speak up about the stories yeah like you say mum and dads and share your story and you know our voices collectively can be a lot more powerful mm -hmm. and your book is titled everything is going to be okay yeah yeah. By by Samantha Baldwin, and it can be found on Amazon and Kindle. That's right. Yeah, I'd encourage people to read that, and it also um, gives clear um, descriptions of the signs to look out for that your child is being abused. Because we just aren't educated about these signs. You know, we we just wrongly assume that our our children are safe if they're in the care of family, not realizing family can be the number one abusers. So mm -hmm. it, everything's in there. Um, and it, it can also, it also warns against the, the family court as well. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's been given some very good reviews. So mm -hmm. I would encourage people to, to read that. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think, I think I've mentioned everything. Um, just want to warn about the family courts and I would just say spread the word to other people. Just talk about this issue, even if you're not directly affected. You know, we need more people to, to spread the word and to, to share this utter nightmare that is going on in, in the secret family court. I agree. Yes, and that's what we will do. Yes. Definitely. So Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again with Samantha and other guests in the future for another exciting episode. Again, thank you so much for speaking out, Samantha Baldwin. You're very welcome. Thank you.